Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Derek Sassman. Of course, we have the Disney dentist with us, Dr. Doug. And Doug, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing good. It's uh, February, so that means I get to talk to kids about teeth. That's a total side note. Yep, that is. Well, it's National Dentist Month, so uh, I know I have an appointment scheduled with you here in a a few weeks. Coming up. I'm I'm a little nervous. We'll see how it goes. My first new dentist. I'll have to lie about um, flossing, which I do I, every day. I always catch flyers. Yep. There's every, no point lying. Well, There's no, the no thing is I'll lying. floss like the week leading up, like at least three times. Oh, and, and I'll brush my teeth like right before I see you. <laughs> um, so, well, oh. well, Doug, I know uh, we've gotten a lot of requests for this week's topic. Uh, yes, if we, we have. Go, if we go back in time... If you've listened to episode four, we talked about on and off-site Disney World uh, resort staying. And it is, until recently, our number one listen-to show. And we've gotten a lot of requests. Hey, why don't you go out west, talk about on and off-site in Disneyland. And now, within the last couple months, you and I have both recently stayed out in the Disneyland area, you staying on-site, myself staying off-site. We've done it multiple trips now, and so we mm-hmm. feel confident that we can give a good testimonial and review and give our two cents about on-site versus off-site Disneyland, California. So, Doug, let's talk about why people and what the difference is because, you know, it really is quite different staying in the Disney bubble in Florida versus California. Yeah, forget everything that you know about the Disney bubble and staying on-site versus off-site in Florida. Just forget it. None of it really applies. Maybe some tiny things, but we'll get into it, and you'll see just how vastly different it is out west. All right, well, let's start uh, on-site. You know, uh, there you have three on-site properties, uh, the Disneyland Hotel Paradise Pier in the Californian uh, the Grand Californian, Grand and California. you've stayed at two of them, I believe. I've, I've stayed at the Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa and the Disneyland Hotel, both. And I've toured both of those hotels, both amazing properties. And I think we got to start with the theming because if you're going to spend uh, the money, uh, which we'll talk about as well, um, it's all about the theme, the atmosphere. What is it like staying on property out west? So I think the biggest reason to stay on property is because you want that theme. You want the Disney theme. You want the Disney bubble as much as possible. California's Disney bubble is not nearly as impervious. You can see the outside world from certain parts of the park. You're not surrounded by an area the size of Manhattan or twice the size of San Francisco, or two Manhattans, one San Francisco, like you are at Disney World. You know, it's huge. 
Disneyland, I mean, you can hear traffic from outside the bubble. But the hotels do a good job of creating that ambiance, that theming, um, to make you forget that you are in Southern California. You feel like you're just at Disneyland. And that's really one of the big draws. All three resorts uh, do it a little bit differently. Um, Paradise Pier is kind of themed to that boardwalk era of Southern California. A lot like Paradise Pier inside California Adventure. It kind of carries that theme on out. Disneyland Hotel basically celebrates Disneyland. They have three different towers, um, Adventure, Land, uh, Fantasyland, and Frontier, I believe, are the three towers. And so the lobbies have something different from the parks. And like um, we were in the Adventureland Tower this last trip, and everywhere there was you know pictures of the Tiki Birds, the Jungle Cruise, uh, the Tarzan's Treehouse, the original Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. So throwbacks to that all throughout that hotel. And the the themings carried all throughout the whole resorts. And I think they do a really good job of making you feel that Disney magic. Well, I love the Disneyland Hotel. We uh, ate at uh, uh, Goofy's uh, Kitchen. We got to tour it. I love how there's hidden Mickey's everywhere. There's a great conference mm-hmm. center. It you know you could definitely feel the magic being there. I know that's kind of a cliche word, but you definitely could. It definitely took you out of that Southern California feel. And then California, I mean that that hotel is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we we did breakfast there and uh, a toured and and once I mean you're completely taken out of the the Southern California feel. Uh, plopped right down in downtown Disney. So I guess if you want to stay in the Disney bubble. That's what you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Grand Californian's theme is uh, the almost like Wilderness Lodge. It's kind of like the old park lodge. It's a rustic, artistic take on the national parks. Um, is it as big and grand as the Wilderness Lodge? Not quite. They don't have the space out there to get expansive, but it's kind of squeezed right in there on the park and on downtown Disney and um the theming is great. All three of these hotels are just a stone's throw from downtown Disney, the park entrances. You're not walking far. Uh, very easy to get from your room to any restaurant or shop in downtown Disney. Uh, so location is key, but we'll we'll find out that's not as big a deal as it sounds. The one cool thing about, about the Californians, it's got its own entrance into California Adventure, and I think that's really cool kind of right there over by Soren, you just dip on into the park. Uh, kind of a nice thing for people like you and me who mm-hmm. rope drop. Yeah, and we, we rope drop from that location a couple times, and we lo- rope drop from the other location. And, uh, you know, it's kind of nice having that small crowd rather than the big crowd when you rope drop because for the first so many hours, I believe it's just resort guests can get in that way. Um, eventually the public can go through that um entrance because you can walk through any of these resorts and tour them um nice segue let's go into dining a little bit since you mentioned goofy's kitchen um there's lots of great dining options Uh, a couple three character meals one at each resort um so that's really nice to have right in your hotel but at the same time like i said it's open to the public anybody can get in just like a a disney world you don't have to be staying at the resort that you want to eat at right it's just 
they are literally right next to the park, so anybody can walk over and do those. But it is nice when you can just kind of roll out of bed and get to breakfast right there in your resort. Got Goofy's Kitchen downtown, or sorry, in Disneyland. Um, you also have the Pacific Coast Highway Grill, the PCH Grill um, in Paradise Pier. And then, uh, Derek, what's in Grand California? Storytellers. Storytellers. And who did you see there? Chip, Dale, uh, Pluto, and Baby Bear. Brother Bear, right? Brother Bear. Brother Bear. Who's Baby Bear? That's got to be Baby some... Baby Bear a thing? He is. is that a thing? He is. I'm going to look it up after the show. Uh, it, there's so many kids shows that I have there's, five and a three-year-old. There's a lot of bears. There's a lot of bears. Goldilocks, three bears. Maybe is that Baby Bear? Maybe, yeah. That's on Disney Junior now. Yeah, that's I on Disney Junior. Disney I, Junior I was going to say, I know... So. Uh, that's so. your category, not mine. Yeah, but, so uh, I called him Baby Bear, uh, so he didn't... He, he didn't, didn't throw he didn't, food at you, did no, he? No, he didn't. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the theming. I love the breakfast. You're right. Anyone uh, can walk right on in and get there. I mean, we used the app and got reservations, so it was perfect uh, for us staying off property, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, but yeah, the dining is fantastic. Yeah. And there's also a counter service restaurant. And there's usually an upscale restaurant um, or two in each resort. Um, a pro tip here is the uh, was it the Whitewater Cafe at Grand Californian um, has a uh, oh, Coke Freestyle machine. So that's of note if you like your Coke Freestyle. I do. I like to go get my Diet Coke with orange. It's weird. I know. That 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 is weird. But so dining's good. Dining's good. You and go. you know what dining's else I good. like is the Extra Magic Hour. Yes. So Extra Magic Hour in California, once again, what you're used to in Florida, forget. Just forget it. There's there's not – it's not the same. So if you're staying at one of those three resorts that we just discussed, the Disney on-property resorts, you get Extra Magic Hour. Um, every day of the week there's one either at Disneyland – or at California Adventure. However, at California Adventure, it's just on-site guests. That's the only way to get in early is to go on-site guests. Disneyland's morning hour, anybody with a three-day ticket or greater can take advantage of it. So anybody just living locally, um, staying in an off-site, they can get into Disneyland an hour early but they can't get into California Adventure. So that hour at California Adventure is awesome. It is kind of worth staying on property for that hour, especially if it's like a once-in-a-lifetime type of trip. Um, you're not planning on being out west very often. I I think that is one of the biggest perks, an extra hour to go hit up Cars Land, move on to Toy Story, do all that kinds of fun stuff. Well, the, and one of the biggest things uh, that I've noticed in my trips to both parks is that in, in California, I mean, you said it, there there's a Target half a mile down the street. So people will come I over there. I ran past it, Derek. It's, it feels a lot further away when you're running a half marathon, just FYI. That's good to know. <laughs> Sorry. Good to know whenever I do the Disneyland half. But it's... People come... I, it's fascinating that people just come on their lunch break. Like, if you're if mm -hmm. you work a half a mile around the parks people just be like yeah i took a two-hour lunch break decided to ride a ride and and eat some food and i'll go back to work and 
And, and so that extra hour in the morning just for guests, I would love to take advantage of that because mm-hmm. – uh, when I was in California Adventure, the time, the wait times would just swing uh, so much. And, and that's what we we're hearing from the cast members. It's just you have no idea what kind of uh, groups are just going to kind of come in, in for a couple hours and leave. And uh, and so, yeah, if you had an hour in that morning to, like you said, hit Toy Story Mania, which does not have a fast pass. You know, if you can get to some of the bigger e-tickets, uh, you know, Soren and the roller coaster cars, that would be great. I would love that. Yeah, and when we did ours this last trip, I was able to get in line uh, for the Fast Pass for cars while everybody else was being held back at that rope. We were like on the other side of of a rope drop, which is a really weird place to be. Um, so it was kind of cool seeing the masses held back by a teeny tiny little rope. Um, I don't know why that stops them, but it does. So that's a big advantage of staying on property is that hour. And I think uh, one of the other big things about staying on property that I love are some of the added Disney amenities. Uh, Of course, you have the cool stores where you can buy a lot of your Disney Mm -hmm. merchandise. Uh, The pools, I know, are a lot of fun for the kids. Oh, yeah. Um, Anything about those you want to talk about from your stays? All three of the pools are pretty elaborate and very well themed. Um, Disneyland Resort has monorail-themed slides. So feel like you're sliding out of a monorail. It's pretty cool. And they're pretty decent length slides. Um, if you're used to Florida, again, they're, they're similar in scope to somewhere just above the moderate slides to below the deluxe slides. They're not nearly as long as some of the deluxe slides that you see in Florida. Um, but they just don't have as much space. The pool for Paradise Pier is on a roof. I think it's on the third or fourth floor. Um, so that's pretty cool. You can watch fireworks while you're swimming from a rooftop. And then, um, the pool at the Grand Californian is like in a redwood forest. So you got like, uh, tree trunks where the slide comes out and sort of like that. So very nice pools. Um, life jackets are included, that sort of stuff. You get all the regular Disney perks at the pools. Uh, you definitely don't see that at offsite hotels, the elaborate pools, the slides, um, life jackets, towels, lifeguards. Um, there are a few off-site resorts. There's a Great Wolf Lodge not too far down the road. Did run past that. Definitely not in walking distance, but uh, there you would get elaborate yeah, running distance. <laughs> um, there you get elaborate slides, but that's a whole different type of vacation if you're staying in a place like that. So slides are good. Pools are good. Well themed all throughout. Well, I think there's a lot on the uh, on the on-site properties. Uh, the big one, though, and we're going to use this as a segue, is cost. Because when you're staying on site, you're spending a little bit more money, um, and then that's what's going to segue into staying off site. But uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about the cost on the on-site properties. How much on-site? more are you looking to spend? significant um so paradise pier is the cheapest then it goes disneyland and then the grand california is the most expensive so prices for paradise pier just pulled up the website it says starting at 269 a night so it's it's uh definitely like the lower level of a deluxe at disney world and then disneyland hotel is 630 a night starting 
Grand California is 417 and that's starting. So that's like the cheapest you'll find all year. Mm-hmm. And just like Disney World, their prices fluctuate from week to weekend to time of year. They got prices all over the place. Um, so there's your base price. Um, now let's talk about the advantages of staying off property. It's, those are not your base prices anymore. They're definitely a lot cheaper. Well, I know when we wanted to, when we wanted to stay, like we were committed to staying on property, and and you know I worked with the rope drop queen, your your wife, and I was like, let's look at the prices and just for what we are going to spend for just two days, uh, we were able to get a great deal within the same walking distance, and and that's the big thing. It's, I mean, if you look on a map, all those offsite properties are just right there. And uh, you can save a significant amount of money staying off-site. Yeah, there, the, and the prices are fluctuate off-site. Mm-hmm. But man, you can find rooms for a hundred dollars yep. to two hundred dollars off-site. That and Disney works with them a lot better. They're called Good Neighbor Hotels. Disney World has Good Neighbor Hotels, but they almost kind of acknowledge their existence in Florida. And working with them is rather difficult. The perks don't transfer over. But these good neighbor hotels, you can actually book through the Walt Disney Company in packages. You get some little benefits with booking a package. You get those three-day tickets to where you still get into the park early. And when you get that ticket, they actually – it's not called Extra Magic Hour anymore. It's called Magic Mornings, just to be clear. You can go to Magic Mornings. That's only at Disneyland, and they only open, like, Fantasyland, right? It's that – I think that's it, and – so you can have mixed results in your hour there. Peter Pan's line still gets to be crazy within the first few minutes. We do all the other stuff, you get a lot done. Um, but the location and the cost of the offsite, like Disney World, the more you pay, usually the closer to things you get. At in California, it's not necessarily true um, because you were able to walk from your last resorts you're at correct the last the last two times uh, the last two years we've been out to disneyland we got off-site property um we stayed at the the uh fairfield and i mean it's i carried a kid like it wasn't even i put my son on my shoulders and carried him all the way there and i wasn't even tired like is it's it's about the distance i figured you know walking to the back of the park from the entrance from my hotel room I could almost throw something to the Matterhorn like that's how close you could see the fireworks it was great um, and it I mean yeah it's it's a completely different bubble but the amount of money we saved and I used just one of the online travel websites and got an extremely amazing deal uh, and, and when you're that close it's it's worth it for us we were bummed that we weren't staying on property because that was a goal. But the amount of money we were saving, even in the two nights, made up for about you know almost a day at the parks and just and just the money we saved in park tickets. Yeah, and you were still able to go eat breakfast with the characters without yep. any problem. You were able to walk over there. So location, location, location. Man, some of those resorts have great locations. Um, some of them don't, though. You definitely want to look at the map. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them do have a shuttle service. Um, so you want to be cognitive of that. If you're staying off property and think you're going to walk, definitely use the your 
Google Maps and see where it's at. Some are closer to the convention center. If you're going for a convention that's, um, you know, and you want to do the parks, you can stay in between so you can walk both ways. Um, but lots of options. Well, that's, and this is uh, one reason why Walt Disney started to hate this park and build the one in Florida because, uh-huh. like, right when they started building Disneyland, all these hotels, like, just popping up overnight and and he you know hearing his from his autobiography just hated that the magic was completely taken away even if you put a fence up and trees you could still see uh cars driving by horns honking Mm -hmm. hotels going up i mean the disneyland hotel wasn't even owned by disney uh, in the beginning so uh paradise piers was only purchased not that long ago i Mm -hmm. i mean i could look it up but is it hasn't been in the company that long so there there's over 40 hotels that are good neighbors and they're all right there it's i mean when we walked uh when we walk you still walk by three or four hotels just to get into the park um and and it's funny because to get to get example about how close you are i i wish i had the exact map but all we did was cross that street and that's where the buses that's where the buses are dropping off people. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's a block or two more than where a bus is going to drop you off anyway. And you could stop at Panera Denny's and get breakfast. In, or which McDonald's. we did. We did. Yeah. We, you know, so, first time we were there, we stayed over by that Howard Johnson, got some Mickey D's. And this last time we got a quick Panera snack. And, you know, we were able to save some money that way. Yeah. And it allows you to have either a longer trip or... Or another trip sooner. That's one of the big perks of staying off-site in California. So let's see. Have we hit all of our the 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 pros of why you stay off-site? Well, and the other a couple other things I really admired about some of the off-site hotels was they have really upped uh, their own water parks. I know the the mm-hmm. Howard Johnson we stayed in had a great little water park for the kids. Uh, you know, they're, they're really trying to be more like these Disney resorts, but yet offering it at a lower cost, uh, where I'm kind of now stuck in the, uh, on-site Disney world bubble, Disneyland. I'm, I think we are very, we're okay with staying off property. We don't need to be the Disney snobs all the time. We'll, we'll save a few dollars. Well, you know, at Disney world, you get the offerings of a moderate or a value where at Disneyland, it's just deluxe. Mm-hmm. There's there's no value or moderate offering, and pretty soon there's going to be like an ultra deluxe. That's like the next one they're going to build is even more expensive. Mm-hmm. So they they don't care about that moderate to value market out in California. They don't have the room to care. So they're allowing all these other companies to take care of it for them, and by working with them with good neighbor, you know, it, it seems to work out good. A lot of perks are doing it. A couple, you do got to watch out. A couple of those good neighbor hotels are, let's just say, not well reviewed. Uh, So go online. I mean, I did extensive research um, for the ones that we've stayed at. And I know talking to Michelle, uh, she was great to be like, hey, I toured this one. I'm going to say, let's uh, not stay there. Yeah, she's toured a lot of them. And there was somewhere she's like, they gave us really neat swag, but don't stay there and and you know some offer a continental breakfast and have their Mm -hmm. own amenities and so it's just uh it's it's all up to you how much money you want to save i know for us it made sense to stay off property uh but there are pros and cons that we've discussed today about 
doing either way. Yeah, and one thing about either on or off property, um, say you stay a little further away and you have to drive, and you're thinking about, like, oh, then I have to pay to park. Well, if you stay on property, guess what? You pay to park. If you stay off property, most most of those resorts, you pay to park. Ooh, except um, we yeah, did not have to pay to park to do a character meal. Oh, you got the like. We got a three-hour validation yeah. pass, which was uh, which was great. And and so I, I really admire Disney for that one because I assumed I was gonna have to pay to park. We have parked in that parking garage, mm-hmm. uh, which if you've never parked in the Disneyland parking garage, it's about the size. I know you mentioned San Francisco. That's about it's the biggest parking garage I've ever been in. Um, it has its own little tram to downtown Disney, and it takes you forever to find your car again. But um, it does. It costs. I don't remember. We paid like twenty plus dollars. So they, they're finding ways to make money yeah. even on the parking. So no matter what, don't worry about parking. You're you're gonna get taken on that. Yeah. Uh, my kids like to harass me anytime we pull into a parking lot. After our last previous um, California trip, we went to uh, Hollywood and Hollywood Boulevard and went in the parking garage there. It just goes down and down and down and down. I don't know how many levels we went down. Right, and when we were getting out, we got lost in a parking garage. We we went down, we went up, we went left, we went right. We couldn't find exits, so my kids like are pretty confident we were never getting out of there. So every time we go in a parking garage, I get a sarcastic comment from the back seat about, "Are we going to be able to get out of this one, Dad?" I think we drove around for like thirty minutes just trying to get out of a parking garage. So that's what I imagine would happen to me in that Mickey and Friends parking garage at Disneyland. So I'm just going to try my best to avoid it forever. Well, it reminded me of The Simpsons when they went to the Itchy and Scratchy theme park. And it was ah. a massive parking lot. And there's just two sections, Itchy and Scratchy. And Homer's like, remember, <laughs> kids, we're in the Itchy section. And it zooms out and there's a bajillion cars. Uh, one thing I do love about that parking garage, though, is all the people who are going up to the very top with long lenses trying to get some yeah. uh, sneaky Star Wars pictures going on right now. All kinds of infrastructure work happening, so... They're kind of fun pictures to look at when you see those online. So hopefully they keep doing it. it well, and that's actually one thing I did like about staying uh, off property is, I mean, we're really high up in the Fairfield. I went to the top floor to watch um, to watch pretty much everything because we got in early, and you you can kind of see some construction, and mm-hmm. you know you, you know it's 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 really fun that I know Disney World Walt really wanted you know. Until you're like five feet from the park, I don't want you to see anything. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Disneyland, it's you know it was fun to be able to go up in an offsite hotel and and see the Matterhorn and see you know everything going on. I could see the Tower of Terror being slowly taken away, and my dreams of that ride just, staying yeah. open, you know, not happening. It's just in a sad, sad brown paper bag now. It's just, it really is. If you it haven't looks seen like it it's online, a take a Browns look. Fan. It just cut some eye holes in it. It's a football fan of a really bad team. So we should move on after that comment, right? We will. All right. Is there anything else you want to uh, talk about on-site versus off-site? Any experiences that you've had? Anything else? You know, just some highlights of the different resorts. Um, one thing I really love about Disneyland Resort, the uh, the rooms are really nice. Um, the headboards light up with fireworks. So... You don't get that anywhere else in the world. I, a headboard that lights up with little LEDs is pretty cool. Um, you know, it, 
they do a good job um, housekeeping everything on site was really good. Um, one offsite hotel, other than your Fairfield you stayed in and the Howard Johnson that you stayed in, both my wife highly recommends. She also said mention the Desert Palms. Um, she's had people had a really good experience there. Um, that one is closer to the convention center. So if you're going for something that's also a convention center and you want to do Disney, it's kind of an in-between location. So And um, it has some neat restaurants and kind of some theming with that desert thing going on. But it looks pretty cool too. And, I mean, they're all way cheaper than staying on property. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you are really frugal, uh, just kind of look for deals. And mm-hmm. there's all sorts of – I am I have my name and email on every single travel thing there is. And so whenever a deal pops up, we almost take uh, an impromptu vacation, but work doesn't allow that. I can't just be a dentist and, you know, randomly <laughs> leave my patients. And, um, no. <laughs> just leave them half done. There we go. Um, but it is. If, if you really take your time to – uh, kind of navigate and and you know work on prices. You can really find some amazing deals. And uh, you, you know what? Use a travel agent. I know Michelle. You know, even though we weren't staying on property, was wonderful to work with. Staying off property, uh, able to, especially with the Howard Johnson uh, with the little kids, that just worked out fantastic. And so I always recommend using a travel agent, whether you're staying on or off site. I think that's the best advice I can give. That that's pretty good advice. I uh, just let her decide everything, because I'll give my input, but she won't listen. So smart um, man. I, you know, we've stayed on site twice. Um, Michelle stayed more, and uh, I don't know what we'll do in the future in California. I think it will be a lot of math involved before we decide on or off again, because there are perks. But I can see my wife justifying a price for that one hour in California adventure. It's it's pretty big to her um, and to lots of people because you can get a lot done in that hour and there's really not that many people. You think about Extra Magic Hours at Disney World, you got 28 resorts that some have 2,000 rooms. In California, we're talking about three resorts with a fraction of the rooms. Um, so, I mean... And then you think about how many people get up early in the morning on vacation. There's not that many people at that one hour. So it, it is really a great perk, mm-hmm. just that one hour. Sounds crazy. But it, it no, it doesn't. And, and you know what? I would maybe call you crazy until we were just there. And in like I was texting you, it just – once rope drop happened, every line was 45, an hour long and – Fast passes were selling out like crazy. People came over on their lunch break. I, I, I mean, between uh, eleven and one, I didn't think we were going to get any rides in uh, because there's just so many people there. And then finally, it thinned out at about five o'clock. All the day, day people just kind of took off. So yeah, that one hour, I can absolutely mm-hmm. agree that it is worth the price, especially if you can just even if you can just get Toy Story and Cars done, because both of yeah. those rides no matter what time of day or year, at least have an hour wait. Yeah, it, it is huge in California. But uh, I don't know if we answered anybody's question today of should I stay off or should I stay on, but I think we might have given people just enough information to to decide for themselves because not everybody's you know right for one or the other. What's good for you is not good for everyone. 
Um, so yeah, California has lots of options off-site and uh, some really nice options on-site. I think when you pay the premium to stay on-site, the hotels don't disappoint. Um, sometimes you worry that oh they're just expensive because they're Disney, but they are nice. They do do a good job of service and taking care of you. Well, I think that kind of sums up everything. So. Uh, if you have any questions, we'd put you in touch with Michelle, who can answer them uh, for you, especially uh, recommendations, travel plans. She is the perfect consultant that uh, I love sending in questions to, and she's even on vacation, not vacation, a training right now, and I've been mm -hmm. sending her questions for my own trip coming up. Uh, so she has got a wealth of knowledge and can help you with on and off site. So definitely use a travel agent no matter what. And we want to hear from you. If you've stayed on site or off site, we want to hear your experiences. Maybe there's a hotel that you had a, a great memory at uh, or one that just uh, failed or maybe you think staying uh, in one of the Disney resorts was just a little too expensive or it's worth that one hour. So let us know via Facebook mm -hmm. and Twitter and be sure to like and follow us as well at Rope Dropper Radio. And for Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. Thank you for listening to On-Site versus Off-Site Disneyland here at Rope Drop Radio.
you. For Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. Thank you for listening to Rope Drop Radio.